Good morning, One Chapel. My name is David Campos, and I am one of the pastors at the Cal Community, and it is amazing to be here with you. Bienvenidos a todos ustedes que están aquí con nosotros. Les quiero dar una gran bienvenida y espero el día que nosotros podemos estar juntos otra vez. You know, my family and I, we've been here at One Chapel since 2012, and I love this church. We love, we love everything about One Chapel. The, the, the embrace and the warmth that we felt, the literal embrace and warmth that we felt and the acceptance. And that's what's really held us here all together. You know, and last night, there was just another beautiful picture of that as we worshiped out in Kyle. And it was, it was, it was amazing to look across the landscape and see everyone that was there, the diversity in the crowd and everybody worshiping Christ, our Savior. It, it was just amazing. Church, I am ecstatic to be here with you. And it's always an honor just to be able to speak uh, about the word of God, to speak about Jesus and delve into his word. And, and I don't know about you, it's like when I get into his word, it's just like, okay, Jesus, you're the potter and I'm the clay. Do with me whatever you want to do. And, I, and I'm telling you, it, God does amazing things. So I want to invite you in this journey with us uh, as, we, as we go through this morning. Uh, we, as we open up our scripture, listen, there's, there's no doubt that we are all in a tumultuous time with everything that's going on in, inside of us and around us. You know, the past two weeks have been so heavy for me personally, you know, starting with uh, COVID-19 a few months back and how that changed the landscape of, of work and life and, and just the, the, the way we, we interact with families and friends. And now, you know, uh, uh, the aftermath of George Floyd and the, the emotions and uncertainty that have come with it. And for me, it, it hit me, it really, really hit me Thursday as, as I was uh, walking through the job, just the, the, the sense of, of this racial divide and this, the, the trueness and the reality of it just welled up inside of me. And it, it, it came to the surface for me in a personal way. I'm, I'm a, I work on a construction site, I'm a superintendent. And so just walking around, I couldn't help but but being just these tears just started coming out of me. It's just all on the surface and, and I couldn't stop. I had to go away and just get alone and just kind of feel everything that was welling up inside of me. And there was things that I, that I hadn't felt before. I was, I had thoughts that, that, were, that were coming into my mind about my niece and my nephew, uh, about their well-being, about their safety, about what was going on in them and how they were reacting and how they were feeling. And these, these images of, of these young black men and young Hispanic men that I've coached over the years through football and all kinds of sports and, and AAU basketball. And, and, I, and I started to see their faces. It, it just, and it just came up in such a powerful, powerful way. And I, I just started to imagine all the things that they were going through. And I started to rem remember the times that we had together. And just, just think, you know, starting up at, at AAU basketball, you got 10 to 15 boys that come to your house. And ranging from about 6'4", 6'5", 280 to about 5 foot, 120, soaking wet. And I'll let you guess which ones mine were. And uh, it, it, was just, it was just an amazing time. The team of boys that I coached. You know, some from some rough areas and some, some from some not so rough areas. And to be honest, most of my teams were, were young black boys. It was controlled chaos most of the time. But, but you build relationships. You, you build trust. You're around each other so much. 
And, and in that, there are these moments, these, these moments where these, these boys open up to you and these boys share with you the realities and the truths of their lives, the, the struggles, the fear, the anxiety, the things that they go through on a daily basis the dysfunction of sometimes of, of their homes and, and just the chaos that sometimes surrounds them. And, and, and I contrast that with, with my kids, with my boys, and the truth of the conversations that I've had with young men and young boys that, that I believe that God has placed under me and around me with them that I, that I would never have with mine. And, and those, those feelings and that truth, they, they just hit me like a ton of bricks. And, and I think that's what was causing everything to just come out of me because I just remember placing myself and putting myself and having myself and living in that situation, living a little bit of their lives. And it's a truth. It's, it's a reality that, that we can't ignore. And we definitely, definitely can't turn our backs on. And, but, and I say all that, and I, I just want to preface that with, listen, I am in no way an expert on, on all these things and everything that is happening in the world. Or, or it, do, do I have extensive knowledge in all of this? No, not at all. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how to fix it, but I know who can. I know who has the power to. And as we look at scripture to help us navigate the emotions that are stirring up and pouring out of us through this season, I believe it's important to do that through his word. Just like we experienced last Thursday with, with an, our online prayer meeting, you know, we, we're, we weren't here to suppress those emotions. We weren't here to press those down. We weren't here to push those aside. We were here to let those come out. We, we came and we created a safe space where we can share our true heart, we can bear the burdens that we carry as the body of Christ, having open and honest conversations about how we really feel. Because there are times that you, you have to allow all those things to come out. You got to get those things out and get those things out to people who love you and care about you. Because so, underlying, sometimes under all of that are some truths some, 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 some things that we can lean on and we can definitely learn towards loving and coming together and, and understanding one another. We can move forward together. That word together, it's, it's so important. You know, one body, the church. They're words that have weight and have meaning and they're, and they're so powerful. They're words that, that give the ideas of, of oneness, uh, of unity and in diversity. And the, the concept of the body of Christ has been so vivid on my mind lately. You know, we, we all know and most of us know the, uh, the passage in 1 Corinthians 12 where the Bible speaks of the body and how it's so many different parts and the baptism of one spirit and how we share that one spirit. And that God himself places us specifically in the body to, to bring that oneness, to bring that completeness. And it talks about where some parts need to be covered. Other parts don't need to be. They need to be out. I think I'm one of those parts. I got to be out there. I got to be seen because I, I know you definitely hear me. Some of you know me. You're saying amen right now. And that's okay. I love it. I can hear you. <laughs> but the point of all that, the point of, of God placing us in perfect, perfect position in the body is so that it would bring, bring harmony. 
that it would that would bring us together. And some versions say that there would be no division. It's such a beautiful illustration of oneness. <laughs> now, listen, if, if we want to see a, a body with no division, we need to look no further than ourselves. It, it's it's innately in us. We we innately are can be selfish and can can always look at us. And, and listen, I, we make sure we're fed. We make sure we're clothed. We make sure that that we have the things that we need most of the time. Right. And so that sometimes that innately comes out of us. But if but if we take that filter of 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 that that no division that we have with with ourselves and and, and the, the harmony that we feel in ourselves and and we use that to inspect the body of Christ, that that truth is not always evident. It's not always exemplified. So it's not always visible. In fact, even in my own life, I found myself watching times and, and and maybe from afar I think a few of us have found ourselves in that position but we but we're the church we're supposed to suffer together we're, we're called to suffer together first Corinthians 12 26 and 27 it says if one part suffers all parts suffer and if one part is honored all parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. We all are part of Christ's body. Have you, have you ever thought about the, the reality of how that looks? We're the examples of the love of Christ to the, to the world. We, we, and sometimes when, when the world looks at us, they, they see the division. And sometimes we can dismiss that. We can put that off to, to, to ignorance or their, their lack of knowledge or whatever that be. But could it be quite possibly that that's what we're portraying? That's what we exemplify at times. We watch from afar. As our brothers and sisters suffer. We watch from afar. And the reality is we don't have to look to another country to find and to see persecutions, we can look right on, in our hands, on our screens. We can see the persecution that is happening in America right near, right now, on our streets, right around us. Our brothers and sisters suffer the pain of racism. The very laws we stand for and abide by are negated because of the color of their skin. Romans 12, 1 says, and so... Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. If we skip down a few verses in four and five, just as our bodies have been, have many parts and each part has a specific function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. And yet sometimes we, we, we look from afar. We observe from afar. We keep distance. 
too afraid to get close. Too afraid about what may be said of us. Too afraid of, of what, how we'll be treated or how we'll be looked at or, or how we'll be discriminated against. Worried about persecution or what we could lose out on. God forbid, endanger our families. Church, welcome to the life of a black American. Evangelist Reinhard Bunke said, if you are doing nothing, God doesn't need to give you any help. Go out and do something impossible for Jesus, and then God will help you. Am I, am I saying that we need to throw caution to the wind? No. Please don't misunderstand me. Am, am I saying that we all need to be at the front? No, that's not what I'm saying. Am I trying to bring condemnation and guilt? No, not at all. And then what, what am I saying? I'm saying we have to be cognizant of what is happening in the body of Christ. And that, that is not an option. Is what we are called to do. Remember 1 Corinthians 12, 26 7. If one part suffers, then all parts suffer. And if, and if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body. And each of you is a part. We are all a part of this. We are all in this together. This is what God has called us to do. It's, it's not an option. It's not optional. We need to be active and consistent in caring for what has been damaged, caring for what has been bruised and broken over and over and over again. And in the best way we know how to protect the parts of the body of Christ that are, have been hurt, to protect those bodies, to protect those portions, those parts of the body. Mother Teresa said, not all of us can do great things, but we all can do small things with great love. The, you know, the book of Peter, the book of First Peter, excuse me, was written to the Jewish community scattered throughout Asia Minor. And, and if, as we look at Peter, Peter 5 gives us five attitudes. I'm sorry, Peter 3, 8 gives us five attitudes by which we can use to love people. And specifically the body, our fellow Christians. Let's go in, let's get into it. And I, and I love this. The, in, in the New Living Translation, I love the, the title that's over this passage. It says, it just simply says, all Christians. It's, it's all of us. Let's get into the word. Verse 8 says, finally, all of you should be of one mind, sympathizing with each other, love each other as brother and sister, and some versions say, show brotherly love. Be tender-hearted and keep a humble attitude. That the first attitude that Peter calls us to is to be of one mind. Listen, we, we don't all agree. And, and I would venture to say that, that even now, there's some of you right now that are not agreeing with everything that I'm saying. And that's okay. And we can have a conversation about that. My, my email is, is brentpartially at onechapel.com. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I, I know Brent's out there. He's, he's, he's getting, Brent, it's all right. 
No, honestly, my, no, my email is saulbalandrano at onechampo.com. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Listen, I, I, conversation is what we need. And the truth of the matter is we see problems from, a di- from different perspectives intellectually. Simply because we, we weren't raised the same. We, we, we aren't the same. We, we don't have the same cultures. We don't have the same background. We're not, we're not of the same race. We don't have the same life experiences. And, and that, that's okay. It's okay that we are not the same. Christ doesn't want us all to be the same. I mean, even in, in Kyle, listen, we have people that, that still love androids. We have people that are Apple. You know, we have Longhorns. We have Aggies and, and a few Baylor fans. You know, shout out. We have 49er fans. I hear you, Kyle. And we have Chief fans. I hear you, Kyle. We have white, we have Hispanic, we have black, we have Asian. We're not the same. We're all different. And that's the beauty of it. The reality of it is that the question that we should be asking is can we come into an agreement about controversial issues? Can we disagree without being disagreeable. I need your perspective. I need your perspective. We need your perspective. We need to know. We want to know the the hurt. We want to know the trauma. We want to know the fear that you have no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, those conversations do nothing but build oneness. Those conversations do nothing but bind us together. We cannot be threatened by a totally different opinion or or a perspective that is not our own. And I, I just wanna I just wanna reiterate Pastor Ross, as he said, this is where we have to start. We have to be, we have to start in humility. And we have to start with repentance. We have to listen and learn. And then through actions, then come our words. And we can then be in places where we can say, I, I, can, I can see, I can see your side of the problem. And that's uncomfortable. But we can no longer shun those conversations or avoid those conversations for our comfort so that that we won't be put in positions where we don't feel the best. We don't feel good. We don't feel right. We have to put ourselves out there for the well-being of our brothers and our sisters. And listen, this takes effort. This takes time and we have to be willing to do those things. We have to be willing to take both time and give the effort to have those. Paul said, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And I think the bigger question is, can I enter into the feelings you are experiencing? 
What does it feel like to be a minority person in our society? What fears, rejection, and abuse do they feel in their heart on a daily basis? We need to have real, honest, and open conversations. When, when you can truly feel the negative emotions others are feeling, you will not rest until you help them find total relief. Church, this is where we have to go. This is where God has called us to be. And uh, the third attitude that, that we find in 1 Peter is that we have to show brotherly and sisterly love. We are we're actually one race. We are all human beings made in the image of God. He created us for his purpose and he must absolutely unequivocally love the beauty of colors and diversity because he created us that way and he placed us all in one family. I see the color of your skin, but I look beyond the color of your skin to your heart. I see the diversity in the body and I love it. I see the diversity at one chapel and it's attractive. You are my brother and you are my sister. I love it. I can't wait till we come together because I remember times where we would stand in the lobby in Kyle at, at Evo and we would, I would, was able to have conversations and in the circle would be a gentleman that's white or, or a lady that's white or a gentleman that's black or a lady that's black or a gentleman that, that is Asian or gentleman, just, just a different, a diverse crowd standing in a circle, having a conversation, loving one another, listening to one another, being represented presenting the body of Christ. And I love that it was just in a public place and there's people walking around us going to movies and we're talking about what God is doing in our hearts. We're talking about what, how God is moving in our lives and those conversations are binding us and bringing us together. Galatians 3, 28 through 29 in the message version says, in Christ's family, there can be no division into Jew and non-Jew, slave or free, male and female. Among us, you are all equal. That is, we are all in a common relationship with Jesus Christ. Listen, that is why it's so important that you find a group. This, this, this Sunday is going to be the first time ever that we have a group Zoom lobby. And it's going to be epic. You, you can you meet group leaders. They'll have 30 seconds to to give you a pitch of what they're doing in their group. And after that, they're going to get cut off. Sometimes I wish I know a lot of people wish they could cut me off after 30 seconds, but it ain't going to happen this morning. But listen, it's a perfect place for you to be connected. It's where you go to find people to be, to find the family of God. I want to see you there. And quite honestly, it's, it's where you go. Where your image, your idea of people go from black male, white male, black female, white female, to Jermaine, Heather, Leticia, Kevin, relationships form. 
It's so important. It's so vital. You can go to onechapel.com forward slash groups to find out more information if you missed that Zoom meeting. The fourth uh, attitude that, that Peter calls us to is to be tenderhearted. Listen, a stubborn heart, a stubborn heart will not adapt. It, it will not change. It's harsh. It's aggressive, attacking. It's, it's mean. It holds grudges and bitterness and, and it, it holds burden and a deep seething anger against a certain group of people. Against the very body we are part of. And unchecked, it carries the possibility to end in a murderous act. Like we've unfortunately witnessed on video. Paul said in Ephesians 4, 32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Listen, we have to check our hearts. Is it tender? Is it forgiving? Can it overlook offenses and prejudices? Can it overlook stereotypes and inherited, inherent attitudes? A kind, tender, soft heart can bend and flow with others, even those who may have a severely hardened heart. The fifth attitude that Peter calls us to is to stay humble. And this, this one is the final serious attitude that must bow down before Christ. Superiority. A humble mind actually sees other, others as better than themselves. It's called the mind of Christ. In Philippians 2, 3, we read, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. And just a few verses down, this beautiful passage of Christ. In verse 5, in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset of Christ Jesus who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. A high-minded, proud, arrogant attitude is satanic. That's, that's, that's strong, I know. But what I'm saying is his pride led him to his fall. And it will lead you to yours if not changed. Our self-flattery and superiority, it must be broken at the cross where our Savior hung broken and bloodied before the world. Church, let's choose together. One chapel, let's be united in this mind of Christ. And not only speak it, but exemplify it. That in my mind, I see you better than me. Daily, we have to check ourselves. Daily, we have to go through these five attitude checks of be of one mind. Sympathize with each other. Show brotherly and sisterly love. Be tenderhearted and stay humble. We have to run an inner diagnostic test of these five attitudes. And they aren't solution to all of our problems. Instead, they form a foundation for us to begin to solve our problems. You know, I stated this morning, I started this morning with, with three words. Togetherness, 
one body and the church. One chapel, this is, this is who we are. And this is how we must live. Let's pray. Father, we come before you. And I ask you, Lord, that your word would penetrate deep into our hearts, God. That we would live as you have called us to live. That you would be our light. That you would be our guide in everything from thoughts to word to deed. That we would follow you. That we would follow your word. Thank you for your word. We hold it up to our hearts. We hold it up to our lives. Allowing it to mold us and shape us. Padre Celestial, te alabo en esta mañana. Te doy gracias por tu perdón. Te doy gracias porque derramaste su sangre en aquella cruz. Y por esa misma sangre tenemos salud. Por esa sangre tenemos sanidad. Por, por esa sangre tenemos libertad. Y en tu libertad podemos ser cambiados por tu palabra. Porque es tu palabra, Señor, que nos guía, que nos cambia. En tu presencia somos más como tú, Señor. Ayúdanos a ser más como tú, Señor. Enseñar tu amor y ser tu luz en cualquier lugar que nos encontramos. Amén. God bless you, church. I want to remind you again about groups. Don't forget the Zoom meeting. It's going to be amazing. And I leave you with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Go in peace this Sunday, everyone.